You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Seven oh seven and a half. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Ten thirty. The Voice. Local news and talk. It's Food Friday. We've been trying to feature the local food and all the good things about the local food scene for of 13 years, at least 12 of them. And it all started with me making fun of Joe Higgins eating at Chili's years ago and converting him into a local food guy. Well, Mike Pence did that too, right? He went to New York City and of all the restaurants you could eat at, that's where he went? He went to uh, Chili's? Yeah. That's a perfect, yeah, Mike, you know, because they a said perfect Mike Pence. No, move. they say like, where were you gonna go? It's just like with all the great restaurants, uh, uh, Chili's. Oh, <laughs> you really went for it. Those the New York Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much of a difference. But right. Anyway. Maybe the attitude of the servers is could different. be. Oh, definitely. That's what he was going for. I remember there was a state legislator. She was running for state legislator. She did win. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm gonna keep her nameless for now. And I remember asking the local food question. Right. And mm. she's like, well. Applebee's is a really good local place. And she named every chain humanly possible. She's like, can I give you four? I said, yeah, sure. She goes, um, I really like, uh, geez, I don't know it wasn't Taco Bell, but it was something like oh, that. Like, Del Taco. Oh, <laughs> Del Taco. Might have been Del Taco. Which is even somehow worse than Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what's good at Del Taco, though, I will have to say? I'm going to put that on Facebook later. The, what's worse, Del Taco or Bell, Taco Bell? It's Del Taco. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But they're burgers they don't they make pretty good burgers because they they don't get a lot of orders for burgers so you're getting one that they they just flat top for you yeah but i'm always worried like how long has that sucker been in the freezer you know right right (laughs) oh i'm always worried about places like del taco or taco bell where the chicken Mm -hmm. doesn't really seem like chicken yeah it's some plasticine version of chicken that I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how they do it. I remember going to Yokohama Rice Bowl right when I moved here. Remember that place? Yeah, there's still one on the south side. Um, there used to be one on Broadway there, right on um, Columbus. Yeah, maybe not anymore. I don't I think it's gone. But uh, I had like the the pork bowl or something. Or no, I had the maybe chicken bowl or something. And I'm like, no, this is pork. They're like, they poked at it. No, that's chicken. It was like all just like chicken thigh fat or something yeah. on that sucker. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Let's talk about nicer food. Yeah, let's. Sorry. Sorry for bringing it's my, it down. It's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, Rocco, Rocco's Little, Sh- Little Chicago.com, north side of Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, west of Country Club. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the pizza of the month. Now, you, 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 this is something where you're, the, the, you can vote on it when you go to Rocco's, right? Or, or put a suggestion. Yeah, you can put a suggestion. This was actually a suggestion. Okay. Uh, we reached out. Usually you get a free one if you suggest it. So we reached out to the guy, and uh, it was an out-of-state number, and he's like, Oh yeah, uh, I'm in Texas. Like I was just riding through, and I put it in the box, so he doesn't get a free one. But you can buy one. It's the spicy goat. It's got a, uh, it's got a little barbecue sauce, some some dry rub, chicken breast that we cooked up for you. Real uh, chicken, real chicken, jalapenos, onions, green peppers, and some real goat cheese on there, which it's gives very it good. gives it a little funkiness to cut the uh, the sweetness of the barbecue sauce. I like. I think it's a winner. I it's think okay, it's man. very nice balance. Yeah, we're selling a lot of them in there, you know, through the end of the month. So come on, check them out. Again, um, it's I, I wasn't no short to expecting because there's a lot of stuff on it. Mm-hmm. The flavors balance and and work very well together. Yeah, I think so too. Um, what's going on in the world of Rocco's lately? We're just you know this is busy season, man. Right now is like shoulder season, right before the gem show. 
uh, after the craziness of the holidays, we slow down a little bit. So the weekends are always jamming, though. So well, you got football coming up. Yeah, you got two football crazy. games. What's yeah. Super Bowl protocol for you this year? Um, we're like, like, well, we usually sell Chicago dogs, but we're nixing that just because it's too too stressful to do something extra. We just sell wings and pizza. Call your order as soon as you can. We're probably shutting off the Grubhub, and then we we do like time slots of fifteen minutes. We know how many pizzas and wings we can make in each time slot, and they fill up. <laughs> and then when it's halftime, we go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're open at 1 p.m. on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. All right. And there's no dining? No, none whatsoever. You can, you can have Sunday. a beer. We'll, we'll pour you a beer so you can wait for your pizza. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the listeners want to know, um, they must have just either saw you on a, a YouTube or their DVR, your your Guy Fieri experience when oh, you're sure. on Triple D, right? Yeah. They want to know. It's uh, the Grab and Grub episode if you have the Google. Oh, Grab and Grub. Grab and Grub, which is a silly <laughs> kind of throw-off kind of name. But, you know, with a show that has like a thousand episodes, like, you know, you can't expect a good title all the I time. I have a DVR on my YouTube TV, Aww. right? And it's, it's amazing also how many, like, I, I, when I'm going through the, there's like a zillion episodes of that show. Dude, that there's so many. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> like that, that show's always on the food channel you know it's always there. every friday night they're playing it from like literally five o'clock to midnight absolutely dude um they want to know about the the the, the persistence of the triple d bump does that still is it's, there a triple d bump it exists like uh yeah we'll have pizza people come sorry we'll have people come in um for like about two weeks like a tri- a slow trickle after the triple D shows, you know that that either mention it and it the you know the you know, you can tell it because like what did guy eat when he came here? <laughs> yeah. I should yeah. make a placard because I I I really should because it's and frequently asked question. It's on our fac. The uh, so what 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 did what did the guy have? Well, I'm glad you asked. Chris. <laughs> um, he had our he had our our medium chicken wings, which right. are the perennial favorite. Uh, he had our spicy hot sticks, which is our chicken wing sauce, and our deep dish dough, which is a little more tender, swirled up, and dipped in you know either ranch or blue cheese, uh, blue cheese if you're a real aficionado. And he had our our deep dish kitchen sink pizza, which is also a huge seller. So What's on the kitchen sink? Kitchen sink is like the everything but the kitchen sink. Get it? I did so get it. So it's sausage, pepper, <laughs> sausage, pepperoni, onions, and green peppers. There are no olives on the kitchen sink. If you, no, Most people don't like I don't know about most people don't like olives, but with the everything pizza, that's the one thing that most people don't want. So we Me don't too. put it on there. <laughs> I do not do. I don't, I'm not a big anchovy guy, but you know, it's just I've Understood. tried a few times. Yeah. But yeah, you know. I don't like black olives on a pizza. Yeah. Black olives, uh, green olives would really bother me. Green, but I really? think black olives are kind of. Uh, I mean, there's not a real strong taste there, but yes, ours are for sure. We have the Moroccan oil cured olives, oh, okay. so they're kind of yeah. bitter and yeah. salty. Yeah. So no, your olives are the are the best. Those yeah. those 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 cured ones. Yeah, I, I found those at Roma Imports before I opened, and I started buying them. I'm like, I'm just going to use these at my restaurant. And then like 10 years ago, I saw in Pizza Today magazine, yes, there is a Pizza Today magazine. Yes! Um, it, was like, <laughs> it was like, new olives to try to get your customers interested in olives. And it named the olive we'd been using for 15 years already. So. An olive trailblazer. We were a trailblazer! Oh. Oh. The, um, I was thinking about you two or three days ago. And I'm watching one of my test kitchen uh, video, like YouTube's, right? Yeah. And they were talking about kind of different ways to use your microwave. And what they did was they got the oil cured 
uh, olives, uh-huh. and they miked them. Ooh, what happened? Right? And so, and then what happened was they kind of do that shriveled, uh-huh. even more kind of a shrivel thing and more Ooh. more intense. Yeah. yeah. And then what like they leathery. did. And then what they did is they chopped it up with lemon zest. Huh. Uh, I do like, and, a, like a gremolata kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then they threw it on. He's like, just throw it on anything. A salad. Well, uh, that sounds great. Yep. So anyway. That's my next experiment is to <laughs> microwave. Sure. <laughs> you get, you'll have to tell me how it goes. We don't have a microwave. Chef Mike does not work at Rock well Little played. Chicago. I like well that. That's good. <laughs> I, I still love that that meme of uh, when you talk to the chef at uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> right. Right, and the guy comes out and his head's actually a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, co- compliments to the, there's another one. It's like compliments to the chef. Oh, oh, that's Shane. He just started two weeks ago and he's probably high as hell right now. <laughs> I will tell you, though, Olive Garden, when they first started, because I was with them for a little bit, they did do a lot of things from scratch and uh, are, you, are you currently getting an olive garden pension i should know about no no, no, do you, no do you rem- <laughs> i remember them making fresh pasta no they did in the window they did remember garden. it was out front yeah and, it was and right they actually had a, when you like waited and, in and line that to was get a seat. so they did a lot of good things um but but uh, and then my my jaunt over to bennigan's for a while they, they were like microwave heaven yeah. you know it was just like oh my lord you know it was it was not yeah, good it was either fried or microwave yeah right? that's exactly so right. olive garden got bought by the guys who do red lobster mm-hmm. right is that when is that when it started no, no the, they were part of darden restaurants even when they were making homemade yes, pa- oh, yes. okay wow. yeah they were okay. and i don't know why they they also had a guy that i don't know if you remember all the frescoes that they had out front where the pasta guy was right into the walls and he would go in before on a pre-opening and spend like two weeks in there doing all this artwork it and sounds too they expensive they don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah they don't do it anymore. yeah yes, i think general foods launched olive garden and the whole thing was they wanted to bring Italian food to the Midwest with, like, no oregano or anything that would offend delicate <laughs> taste. Yeah. Sure. Well, that was what, what was interesting, the name came up. So my wife's work, they, their base was in uh, Orlando. And so she was she was working because I was getting transferred all over the place. She was working in a mall. And one uh, Olive Garden had, uh, before they were Olive Garden, uh, they were trying to come up with a name. And she'd go out in the mall and say, what name do you like? You know, that type of thing. And and that's what they came up with. So you're saying your lovely wife is the one who discovered Hospitaliano as a... It could be. Wow. I still I still have my hospitality has hospitaliano button. Wow. So, yeah. Where that, where, a, where where that at the track opening weekend? <laughs> sure. And it would be an olive orchard. I mean, they are trees. <laughs> yes. I mean, let's let's just be honest. Oh. I can see Mark running around like a maniac at the track, and he has the hospitaliano. Uh, right. uh, don't do that to me, man. No. <clears throat> uh, any uh, originals uh, stuff coming up anytime soon, or wait until summer. No, we're waiting till summer. We're we have a new uh, intern that's helping us with social media. We should be getting going live. Look at with a you bunch guys cool with an intern. Stuff. Yeah, you're paying them. Uh, yeah, she's she's a U of A kid. Uh, Perfect. It's a sorority girl, high energy and social media savvy. Is her name Tiffany? No. Okay, that would be great. That would be yeah. You know, so uh, so go to Rocco's the the new pizza of the month. It's amazing, and this is only till Tuesday. Spicy goat till Tuesday. Okay. Then we got something that has featuring potatoes. That's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> is this the same? This is our St. Patrick's Day one. I uh, I guess by default, yeah. <laughs> and then remember also, so one more time for because pizza and wings for the Super Bowl. Yeah, call ahead. Um, we have a a notebook that we're going to put your order in. We're open from one p.m. and until halftime, whenever whenever that may be, which is usually about six thirty or so. All right. Well, sir, keep up the good work as always. I'm trying. And thanks for oh, you brought me this book today. Yeah. 
And because it's, it's, a, Nick, it's a, literally a coffee table book. You can make a coffee table out of it. Thank you, Kramer. Uh, <laughs> this is a. Uh, <laughs> so this is Nick Basin. This is his birthday today. The drummer uh-huh. for uh, for Pink Floyd, only Floyd member to be on every album. Right. And uh, this is quite a. Uh, this is quite a. Can I? Am I? Am, I can borrow this, right? Yeah, go for it. Oh, perfect. Thank you. All right, I'm there. No, you have to read it in the next ten minutes. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll try. And we need a book report too. I got very excited that my boy John Wetton from Crimson. Yeah. The book's coming out. They're finally going to do a cool. big book on him. So I'm going to. I'm going to be one of those first nerds getting my John Wetton book. So awesome, dude. And remember, um, Pink Floyd, huge Monty Python fans, mm-hmm. helped finance Monty Python on the Holy Grail. Them and Led Zeppelin. Nothing wrong with that. No. So. That's God's work. <laughs> Rocco'sLittleChicago.com. What's uh, uh, hours of operation before we let you go? We are open from 11 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day of the week, Chris. Wow. That's wow. right. Look at you. Yep. You guys are adulting over there. We are. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. We're doing Ward Bond movies, but we got to do Great Gig in the Sky first. Wake up, Tucson, 10th Third of the Voice, local news and talk. All right. One of the uh, Ronettes' birthdays today. I'll figure it out before it's all over. Hmm. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Rocco's back from Rocco's Little Chicago. Mark Van Buren, the movie guy, also uh, the one of the honchos at the old racetrack. So you're not going to believe... I'm at the racetrack the other day, and my ATM guy, Dan, comes in and says, uh, Hey, do you like movies? And I oh, said, Lord. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. He goes, Do you like hey, you're the movie guy. Oh. <laughs> so wow. Uh, thank you. Uh, anyway, he's been listening for a couple of years, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, I thought that was you. I just wasn't <laughs> sure. So anyway. Uh, no one's got I, that Rochester accent like you. Nobody has that Rochester <laughs> accent. <laughs> but it does get accused of, of being a Chicago accent from time to time. There's a continuum. It's like, it, it's called like mid-lake something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm real bad with my family though. When I'm with my family, it's like, yeah, hey, how you really, doing? I get pretty thick. <laughs> I don't have an accent, do I? <laughs> right. I do the same thing when I'm back in New yeah, York. I say I'll say a little bit of a bowl or water or tournament. Yeah. Tournaments. I don't know why that's the one that <laughs> yeah, really tournament. betrays you. That, that comes up every in everyday conversation all the time. <sighs> yeah, but both of you guys grew up near a lake. Big one. Real big, they're kind of great. Like, what's I actually had a brother in law at one point that said, You can see across Lake Ontario. I said, No, you can't. I, I said, you know, you cannot. I said, what is right. it? After 34 miles because of the curvature of the earth, you, right. you, you can't see the border. And he goes, no, I've seen it. I, I go, you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you so we, we only have about three minutes. Yeah. Tell, tell us about. You, I'm going to tell you about, about Ward Bond. Ward Bond. Ward Bond, uh, great character actor. Uh, in, to me, the golden age of Hollywood was like 30s, 40s, and 50s because he had great stories. They didn't rely on just special effects type of thing. Yes. And uh, he was one of those great character actors. He was. Uh, one of the best he, he plays John L. Sullivan uh, opposite uh, Errol Flynn uh, in Gentleman Jim and uh, based on a true story and he's fantastic in this but he plays this burly tough uh, boxer and is just fantastic and we'll talk a little bit more about it but his best friend was John Wayne he went to school at USC played football with John Wayne and then they blew out his knee so that was the end of his uh, NFL uh, you know uh, opportunity right. um, he also so he went, sh- uh, John Wayne and him became best friends, and he uh, they actually went out hunting one time, and he accidentally shot John Wayne. So when he died, <laughs> when he died, he bequeathed that rifle to John Wayne. 
and John Wayne did his eulogy. And uh, they were also best friends with, uh, they met John Ford, the, the, the director at USC. And uh, what they did there was uh, they, be, they had a lifelong friendship from that point on. And uh, also at his funeral, uh, John Ford went up to Andy Devine and, uh, and said, Well, Andy, you are now the biggest ass in Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> because he used to think he used to think Ward Bond was. Wow. Ward, Ward Bond was a little bit cantankerous. He was a very big righty. And if he if he disagreed with you, you knew it. <laughs> he was one of those guys. So uh, it was just a very very interesting man. Um, uh, he played. He he had two hundred seventy eight credits. Uh, uh, over a hundred of those were on Wagon Train. People were familiar that ran from fifty seven to sixty with him on it. It ran a few more years after, but it wasn't as good. Um, but uh, just an amazing man, uh, you know. And 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 uh, one of my favorite character actors of all time. So I, I was trying to look up, um, because I called them the Samuel Jackson a little bit, uh, or Samuel Jackson's The Ward Bond of today, yep. where they were in so many big movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was trying to figure out total box office in movies that Ward Bond was in. <laughs> okay. So I will tell you, it is, he made $432 million. If Ward Bond think was about a, and think about the time frame that he was doing right. this in too, right? I'm doing that math right now. <laughs> Let's put the inflation factor in there. I, I did. I did. It's hold on. There's three. It's five hundred and eighteen million dollars. No, five hundred. I gotta do this. I gotta write all the zeros. We'll tell you when we come back. It's, it's a big number. Zeros. All right, we'll come back. We're gonna go through the movies. Uh, can you five hundred mi- or fifty million dollars is my guess. No, it's well, it's gonna be more. I'll, but anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, we're going to come back. Ward yeah. Bob movies. We're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. 7.34 in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. 10.30 of the voice. Local news and talk. Yes, Matthew? Did uh, Pythagoras and everybody get all that cipher and figured out in the break? I think we did. So we tried to take the, the money that Ward Bond made total box office and translate it into $2023. And right now, the, 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 uh, the trio of us, we're at $5.1 billion was if you take Ward box wow. Ward's box office and put it in today's dollars which would make which would give him a uh, bigger uh, GDP that's a bigger number than the GDP of the Haiti, Rwanda, Chad, Guinea, North Macedonia, oh, North Macedonia is a little higher. Uh, and then uh, definitely bigger than Sierra Leone. So this guy was in a lot of big big movies. What do you got there? <laughs> wow. Look at everyone doing secret I know. messages. No, you get to secret each other. messages. We're on the radio, so you can get away with that. I love so. it. All right, oh. Ward Bond. <clears throat> Ward Bond. So no. first one, number ten. They were expendable. Everybody remembers PT one hundred and nine, right? For the PT yeah. boats. This was before that. It was done in nineteen forty-five. It was directed by John Ford. It starred uh, uh, Robert Montgomery and John Wayne. And obviously, uh, Ward Bond plays boats. McKay in this, and he's fantastic, and it really is. So the Navy had commissioned to build the PT boats, and uh, Pearl Harbor happens, and these guys were just sitting waiting to be called because the Navy wasn't convinced they were going to be effective. So what they did was, after Pearl Harbor happens, they said, we've got to put them in action. And so these guys go into action, and there's some great scenes in this where they're torpedoing ships, and they're shooting down airplanes, uh, Japanese airplanes that were attacking, and it's just amazing. They were very, very effective uh, and because they were quick and they were versatile and they could, very agile boats. And uh, these, these guys do a very admirable job. It was 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
It's got Donna Reed in it, too. Donna Reed's in it, too, as a love interest. No what? Kennedys were harmed in the making. <laughs> no, Ken- no, no, there was no Kennedys in this one at all. So I anyway. can guarantee you, Mr. DeGrazia, <laughs> none of us were hurt. Era. <laughs> all right, sorry. What's your oh next one? Oh, my. <laughs> See what I have to deal with, folks? I, I didn't wait. bring up Chuck Huckleberry <laughs> today. <laughs> No, you didn't. I just did. You just did. So (laughs) you lose. Anyway, remember, number 10 was they were expendable, and that's for your mom. (laughs) So uh, Sergeant York is number nine. (gasps) And uh, Howard Hawks directed, uh, uh, stars Gary Cooper, and uh, uh, Ward Bond plays Ike Bodkin in this. And uh, if you've never seen Sergeant York, and I would say, you know, I know a lot of young people are out there and they go, I can't look at black and white movies and this kind of, these movies were sensational. I mean, they had great stories to them. And, you you know, today we rely so much on repeat things like how many Spider-Man movies do you really need to have? You know, that type of thing. It's just, it's not original at all. These movies were fantastic. And Sergeant York is is, uh, played by Gary Cooper in this. And he is just relentless. There was this scene, I was watching it last night, where he's, uh, the Germans are up on this high hill and they're in his pillbox and they're just machine gunning the troops down so uh, here comes Gary Cooper and he, he's going through all these uh, obstacles and everything and he gets up to the pillbox and takes these guys all out I mean it was just an amazing scene based really, on really. a true story yeah based on a true story is yeah. right. so he's one of the most decorated uh, soldiers in American history exactly he was an amazing sharpshooter from the back hills of and he was religious, so, though. He right. was religious, and he didn't he was a pacif- want. He was a pacifist. He, he didn't want to fight, but then he could see what was going on, and he said, "You know what? I gotta, I gotta help my guys." Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's kind of the real gist of the story. It wasn't that he was this unbelievable uh, sharpshooter, right? It's the idea that he had to come to grips with overcoming the pacifist. I'm not going to kill anybody. Yep. But saving other lives through his actions. I, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, and so. it's. Um, so yeah, that's a great one. Yep. So, what's your next one? Next one is The Fighting Sullivans. I remember seeing this as a kid. It was done in 1944. Uh, the director is Lloyd Bacon. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. This is also wow, a true this story. One. This is also a true story in uh, World War Two, And uh, what happens... That's a little early for a World War II yeah, movie. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. World War One. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. So what it's the story of is these, uh, so basically World War One breaks out and uh, these five brothers in this family, which were really a raucous type family, but very tight knit and close, they all go down to the uh, they all go down to the uh, recruiting office and sign up. And so they're standing there at the table, and the recruiting officer saying, you know, "What's your last name?" He goes, "Sullivan." And he he, he goes, yeah, "Okay, you're number fifty-five." And they go, "The next one, what's your last name?" Sullivan. He goes, "Really." And so, but he does goes through all five. Well, all these guys get commissioned on the same boat, and uh, I don't want to go into the ending to, with you because it is rather sad. But uh, it's it's based on a true story, and it is a excellent excellent film. Wow. Would, would you say that incident inspires the dynamics of Private Ryan? The idea that story the that the, the military, goes. the yes. idea that once you're yeah, down to the last actually, one, you got yes, yes, I, I, I will, I would, but um, yeah, th- this one is really, really heartfelt because I saw the closing scene last night as well, and uh, and Ward Bond plays the 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 person who was coming to deliver the news to the family. I and know it's tough. I know you can't do all of his movies. I just saw this is a great name for a Ward Bond movie. 1943, they came to blow up America. So wow! Just, just telling you. Uh, no, I didn't. Do, that one didn't make the list. But, Let's yeah. do one more movie, and then our friend Bunker's on the line. Okay, I knew he would be. Chocolate. Anyway, uh, this next one is number seven, Gentleman Jim, uh, directed by Raoul Walsh, another hundred percenter on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, and 
I love this movie because I was I was a big kind of boxing buff and studied a little history behind it. But uh, Gentleman Jim Corbett uh, was a uh, was a boxer, a very uh, braggart type individual, and uh, uh, John L. Sullivan was was a play by Ward Mond was the reigning champion at the time. And his line in the movie was, "I can lick any man alive." And Jim Corbett said, uh, basically, with the exception of one me and so the the bottom line is uh uh they end up fighting and uh both both these guys are very boisterous and and very proud and uh corbett beats them and uh you know uh it, it's kind of sad because you know ward bond just kind of goes off into the distance after that so right. um it's uh but it's so well done and it is so ward bond i mean this is him on the on the stage awesome it's, it's really really good gentleman jim yep. er- errol flynn is done jim it. corbett yeah, and they're, the, the two of them together are great. Wow. It's really, really good. And, and uh, Jim Corbett was based out of San Francisco and uh, took up uh, boxing, and he was a very agile guy, but he wasn't a big, beefy heavyweight where, uh, where uh, uh, Ward Bond's character, uh, Sullivan, was. So, All right, let's go to the phone, 790-2040. Bunker, welcome to the Ward Bonapalooza. <laughs> you couldn't have picked a better guy. This guy's one of my, one of my film heroes. He's fantastic, and- yep. Yeah, and I, I've got to I've got to add that on Gentleman Jim, this was also one of Flynn's. It was Flynn's favorite movie that he worked on. I, I you know. know what? It could be one of mine because I, I really really like both of them in this one. Oh, it's an awesome movie. Uh, you know, Bond did twenty six films with John Ford. The AFI did one hundred years, one hundred movie list. And they did it, and then they did a ten-year anniversary. Right. Bond appears in more more often than any other actor on the on, on the uh, list. Wow. Uh, thirteen film. It did thirteen films that were nominated for best picture. Twenty-three films with John Wayne. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, he was inducted into the Western Performers Hall of Fame at the National Cowboy Western Heritage Museum, which is that's almost like going to Valhalla to Western. <laughs> sure. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember where he died? Yeah, he was in Texas. I think in Dallas. He, he was back there to watch a UC, he was, USC uh, Dallas. He was game. going to see a Cotton Bowl. And uh, before the bowl started, uh, he passed away in his hotel. But uh, the, the thing about it, his doctors, he was working on wagon train and working really hard. And they said, you need to cool it, man. Because a lot of people didn't realize this. He had epilepsy also. Wow. And, oh, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and he had heart problems. But nobody knew about those until after he died. So, Yeah, and he had high blood, super high blood pressure. Yep, yep. Also, just one last little fact on him. In 1935, he did 30 movies in one year. <laughs> Yikes! Isn't wow. it? And I thought Michael Caine was a, was a heck of an actor, but this guy really, really put the work in. Yeah, I'm going through that. I'm going through his IMDb, and the, I'm looking at those 35 scroll after scroll. Oh my lord! He did the Great Hitchhike Lady, one of the best movies ever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and you know, if, if any if any actor should ever be put up on Mount Rushmore, I love John Wayne. I love Jimmy Stewart, Gary Cooper, but it should be Ward Vaughn. All right, what's your what's what's your movies, buddy? Okay, first movie, Wagon Master. Uh, he is the Wagon Master. This is this is also John Ford's favorite uh, movie, favorite western, I should say. And uh, one of the nice things about this is this is the movie that was the prototype for uh, Wagon Train. I was going to say now, it, it had to it had to be perfect for him. Yeah. Right. 
Oh yeah, it was. It was. He was. He was. Uh, it, it, it's such a nice kind of comic undertone to his character, but played so very seriously. Now my next one is Fort Apache, and he was Sergeant Major Michael O'Rourke in that. And all three of mine are also, by the way, John Ford pictures. But in this, he is just you know it's it's the tour de force for Henry Fonda playing. You know, they said he never played bad guys. This was a great bad guy. Wayne was awesome. Just a great movie. It was. Uh, it was number two on my list. And there's one scene, I watched it last night, and it's kind of neat, but because it, it was a metaphor for how what, what kind of leader or lack of leader uh, Fonda was in this, but it was the dancing scene where Fonda's dancing exactly. with this woman, and he's very stiff, and, you know, that's just the way kind of leader he was. He wasn't very, uh, uh, he wasn't inspirational. And then he, here goes Ward Bond, and he's dancing out there, and he's having a great time, and he was a lot looser, mm -hmm. and that's the character. So it, it really, it was a brilliant scene because it basically foretold what it was going to be like in the movie. And also, there's another great dance scene in it when it's the enlisted men's ball, yep. and they've got all of the guys lined up, all of the master sergeants with Fonda, and you can see all these master sergeants just exuding pride, and there's Fonda bored and yep. doing it out of duty. Yep. Now, my last one, my last one is The Searchers. He played Re the Reverend Captain Samuel Jackson Clayton. And again, you know, very serious role, but he always seemed to have a, a touch of humor in his in his character, you know, that, that quizzicalness. And this guy is just phenomenal. Well, he was that that, that that film was number one on my list, and, and I think it was fantastic. It's a story of personal redemption. The cinematography is absolutely fantastic, and mm -hmm. you know, again, the power duo of John Ford and John Wayne, fantastic. Yeah, you, you know, well, you look at the trio there, and they were best friends: Ford, Wayne, I know. and Bond. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you you did it again, Bunker. Good job, buddy. Thank you, guys. You got. God bless you for doing John Ward uh, Bond. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, okay. Bunker. Have a great weekend, buddy. You too. Thank you, guys. All right, Mike. All right, let's go to break. How many more movies you got? Well, he knocked off my... One and two, so yeah, I've yeah. only got I've only got four to go. That's okay. I got. Yep. I just was writing down a whole bunch of other ones that he was in, and uh, we'll we'll cover that also before it's over. Cool. It's just a, a quick rundown. So. Yep. Mark the movie guy, Rocco the pizza guy, Chris with the big mouth. You're on Wake Up Tucson, <laughs> 10th of the Voice, local news and talk. Uh-oh, little whiskey in the jar, Thin Lizzy. Here we go. So Matt is a, you know, he has a, it's, it's a good OCD, right? When you, uh, when I said the, the other lady from the Ronettes, right? And it's, it's uh, Nadra Tally is her name. So she was one of the uh, backups to uh, Ronnie in the whole thing. So, but why not? Having a little fun with it. So thank you for uh, re researching. Originally known as Ronnie is the R Ronnie and the Relatives and uh, <laughs> discovered by Don Kirshner, who uh, Paul Schaefer did a great impersonation of on uh, SNL years ago. Very cool. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. We're doing top 10 Ward Bond movies. Some of you probably, some of you have heard of him. Some of you might have heard. But if you watch classic <laughs> movies, he shows up in a lot of the biggest classic movies Well, I'm going to talk about one and just, well, these two are the very classic movies. But uh, coming in at number six is Gone with the Wind. Uh, he plays Tom as a bit part. But uh, Clark Gable's a star in this one. And, and we all know this is a Civil War or after Civil War movie. And uh, one of the, one of the, 
most acclaimed movies of all time. It was uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, the director is Victor Fleming, and it was done in 1939. Very cool. Yep, so... Um, I, okay, so my thing is, I'm not I, I know, I know you don't. I, you know, I try. It's a to huge. Please. It's a huge. It's a huge movie. Yeah, you know, I think it doesn't age that well. It's fine. I, I, you know, I watched some scenes last night, and it's a little dated. But I, uh, Clark Gable's sensationalness, I really, a really tour like de force. Him. As yeah, we'd say. yeah, he <laughs> definitely a tour de force. So, what's our next one? Uh, this is the one that everybody should know who Ward Bond is, and I will also tell you, it's it's a wonderful life. It was done in 1946. It's on every Christmas Bert! if you haven't seen it. Bert! And and uh, Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street. Bert is named after Bert the cop that. Ward Bond, Ward Bond played, and it's a wonderful life. And it's, you know, a story of redemption and uh, starring Jimmy Stewart, but Bert plays uh, uh, Bert the Cop. Or, or, I'm sorry, uh, Ward Bond plays Bert the Cop, and is just sensational in it. And, it. and it's just, you know, like I said, these character actors that were in these films in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they, they basically cemented the movie. You had a great star, and then these these character actors just oh, made the, the movie. Oh, character actors you know? in Wonderful Life. Oh, it's amazing. It, isn't it great? It's just super, just great. The uh, you know from uh, the guy who plays Nick the bartender, right. Sheldon Leonard, right. through all these folks. It's yeah, just I know. It's uh, nice. Let me give you a line that from Bert the cop. Go. Your lips bleeding, George. End scene. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> and then I think he lips licks his lips when he does that, <laughs> he and then does. we go on to the next scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's sneak Teddy in on a on a on a, with a Ward Bond movie. Good morning, Ted. What's up, my friend? Oh, this is a fascinating intersection. For Bill and Betsy's sake, Ward Bond was born in Nebraska. Oh, God. Yes, he was. <laughs> and he was in a movie with John Wayne. That It's one of my nostalgic favorites, Hondo. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was written by Louis L'Amour. It uh, co-directed by John Ford. My uncle was assistant director on that. Oh, wow. wow. That's and interesting. It was, filmed, yeah. it was filmed in Chihuahua, where my wife is from. So, <laughs> Wow. You're right. That is a lot of crossroads. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for, so for your Nebraskans out there, he was born in Bankelman, uh, Nebraska, which is right near the uh, Kansas line, state in, line. In, yeah. 19, in 1903. Yep. Uh, there was there was a little discrepancy because uh, they had him listed at 1905, born in Denver, but yeah. that's not true. So, and one tiny other nexus on that: Ward Bond, John Wayne, and my uncle were all on the 1928 uh, Southern Cal National Championship football team. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. He said in his, in his little bio, he says he got work as an extra through a football teammate who would become his both best friend and best biggest star, John Wayne. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, awesome. Thanks, Teddy. That's awesome. Okay. Th say hi to Glory. 756. Uh, how many more we got? We got two to go. Let's do it. Maltese Falcon, done in 1941. Yeah. John Huston. To me, this movie is probably the best movie about greed and what it does to men uh, more than any other movie I've ever seen. 
Um, well, it, it's, uh, so 1A that, of course, would be the other Humphrey Bogart movie, yeah, which is Sierra Madre. Sure, but th- this, this I, I, I love the Maltese Falcon because they're, they're all going after this statue. And it, again, it's got great character actors. Ward Bond plays Tom Polhouse in this, but uh, Peter Laurie's in it, Mary Astor's in it. Of course, stars Humphrey Bogart as Sam Spade, and it is just a sensational movie. And Sydney Green Street. And Sydney Green Street. Don't tell anybody. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is this is this is right. This is the this is the prototype movie for hard-boiled detectives. Oh, no question about it. Right. Yeah. This is everything else is based on this. Yep. In the end, I, right? I Just agree. Well made, John Huston film, great cast. But see, that's why people should go back and look at these movies. You know, have some appreciation of where where we are today, but then go back to these movies and, and see some really great storytelling. Smartest thing I did uh, on New Year's Eve: Turner Classic Movies always plays a marathon of all the Thin Man movies. Oh yeah, sure. And I am I, I so I DVR'd all six of them, and mm-hmm. that's what part of what I'm watching this month is going through awesome. Thin Man movies. It's They're great. awesome. Yep. What's your last one? Uh, number three, and then uh, at number two was Fort Apache and the Searchers and we've talked about but the, this is one of your favorite movies so I'll let uh, I'll I'll yield to you Hold on this on. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes it's a perennial favorite near St. Patrick's Day yes it is <laughs> and Ward Bond by the way was English descent not Irish but he plays a great Irishman and in this one he plays Father what, Lonigan. Fa- Father Lonigan, <laughs> and there's also the narrator <laughs> on the film and what is that movie Chris uh, it's John Wayne as a boxer who accidentally kills a guy in the ring and he moves back to his his hometown he was born in Ireland and then falls in love with a uh, red-haired beauty named uh, Maureen O'Hara who has a pain in the butt brother played by Victor McLaughlin and basically he does the, the brother doesn't want them getting married because right. he hates right John and so Wayne there's just, a heck of a fight scene in there right well you don't want to listen to that all night Absolutely. and the movie is the quiet man yeah done in 1952 directed by John Ford 91 percent on Rotten Tomatoes just the sensational flick and the uh, the old man that comes out of the uh remember out of his sick bed during the fight remember he's all sick and then they're, they're going oh yeah that. right yeah yeah that's uh john ford's <laughs> john ford's brother i believe oh there you go uh the other the only other movie that i would say is a 1a because you covered them all right. uh well he's in darling clementine right mm-hmm. right which is a big close to being on the list right? and, yeah. then, and then again mr roberts yeah Oh, I know. I, I had Mr. Roberts is great, too. I actually posted something on Mr. Roberts the other day. Uh, love it. Well, great yeah. job. Thank you. It was fun. It, it was a lot of fun. And as, really as Bunker said, Ward Bond got some uh, some overdue love. Absolutely. He he was definitely due, and we talked about him all the time, and now we talked about him all day, all, all show. So, good job. Can you hold on for one more segment? Sure. I want to talk uh, a little bit of race, sure. horse track before Absolutely. I get yep. back into political stuff. Okay. So. We're going to bring Mark to talk about the ponies when we come back. Wake up.